Hello and welcome, my friend, to the Minnesota Gardening Podcast. It is my honor to have you here with us today. My name is Brad Tabke, and I'm the host of the show. And today we are going to talk about invasive landscape plants. And first, I just have to say sorry. This is probably going to offend some folks, but you probably have invasive landscape plants in your landscape that you absolutely need to remove. And I'm moderately at fault for this as well that we'll get to in a little bit as we continue to go through this. But today I wanted to identify a variety of landscape plants that you may or may not know are invasive landscape plants here in Minnesota and in many states across the upper Midwest and Canada. And so first, just want to talk a little bit about how we identify invasive plants. And so you may know what some of these are, you may not know what some of these are, but you definitely want to get a good plant ID app for your phone. And if you don't have a phone, there are really great keys that keys are ways to identify plants that you can use that are book form. But the easiest way is on a plant ID app. And so my favorite one that I like to use most often is one called PlantNet. And if you go to minnesotagardening.com and or in the show notes for this episode, you can see you can get links to all of these things. But uh, this plant ID app is plant and it works really, really well for me. And I know some folks have other ones that they like a lot better, but PlantNet is by far the one that works best for me. There's also a Google search app that you can search for photos. And so that one works really well and as well. If you have an iPhone, if you just go take a picture of a, a plant and go into iPhone photos app there there you can click on the photo and there's a little I don't know what to call it, sparkly guy that comes up and it tells you what plant it is and it's really really cool how it works but plant net is the one that I found to be the most reliable and the best for everything like that so I am going to save the uh, heartbreaker one for last uh, here as any good suspense building podcast uh, <laughs> episode would do but we're going to start with bittersweet. And so a lot of you like to use, a lot of folks like to use bittersweet in wreaths and Thanksgiving and Christmas decorations and that kind of thing. And bittersweet is really, really pretty. It has a dark orangish reddish center to the seed pod. And then it's got orange petals that open up, not really petals, but the seed coat opens up into petals that looks a little bit like the monsters from Stranger Things, but it is not the monsters from Stranger Things, but it's just an invasive plant. And so you will see it a lot in as especially on the edges of woods as you walk around and it, it crowds out the biggest problem with invasives. I'll kind of tell the whole story here. The biggest problem with invasive plants, especially here in Minnesota, is that they often crowd out other plants in the native habitat. So we have a lot of native plants that all of our insects and pollinators and native bees and native insects and birds and other friends definitely rely on those native plants to support the local ecosystem. And when we have native plants, invasive plants that will uh, get into those areas, they often will crowd out native plants and they will, because they don't have any common enemies, they don't have any pests that really mess with them, they grow faster and bigger than a lot of our native ones that are have evolved and grown to have leaf damage by insects and different kinds of things like that. As well as a lot of times, and we'll get into this a little more with a couple of these instances, a lot of times invasive plants will have different life cycles than our native plants will so that they will green up really early in the spring and then crowd out a lot of our spring ephemerals, which are plants that come up and they grow and they flower for a couple weeks and then they die back after that and they 
come up so early because they don't have uh, because they have access to sunshine underneath of all the trees. But if you have uh, an invasive plant that is leafing out really early, that crowds out and it doesn't allow those native plants, uh, ephemerals, to grow in the spring. Same thing happens in the fall where they hold on to their leaves a lot longer than others will. And so it's really a struggle for a lot of our native plants. And so it's really critical that you as a responsible awesome kick-ass homeowner will remove plants that are known to be invasive in Minnesota. Again, some of them will hurt, but we'll get there. So bittersweet is that first one that I want to talk about. So it is don't use bittersweet in decorations because all that does is that spreads those seeds around and they just get thousands of seeds on those vines. And so if you take it from, you go uh, along a fence line and you harvest some bittersweet and then you take it to your place, you're definitely going to have bittersweet starting to grow. But more importantly, you will have birds that will eat that bittersweet and take it to other places as well. And so it's it's one that we want to, even though it is gorgeous and really cool, oriental bittersweet is not one that we want to use in our landscapes. This is the one that probably everybody knows, buckthorn. Hopefully everybody knows buckthorn. You can identify buckthorn by the this time of year by the black fruit that are on buckthorn that stays on for a while until the birds decide to eat them later on in the winter as an alternative food source. But buckthorn is insane. Buckthorn was is a really pretty plant. It was brought here as an ornamental plant to be used in hedgerows and different things, and it's absolutely out of control. So we are recording this in early November. And as you look around this time of year, the buckthorn is still holding on to all of its leaves, still stays green. So anywhere you go into a forested or wooded or natural area and you see green plants there, there's a 90.5% chance that that is buckthorn. And so if you have that on your property or if you have surrounded by public lands and things, you want to work together with those entities to get that buckthorn out of there. So it's really important to start attacking that buckthorn and making sure to get it out of there. So buckthorn is the next one. And again, if you go to minnesotagardening.com, you can see pictures of all of these guys and work on uh, getting them removed. The next one I want to talk about is a tree. And so there are, you don't see it very often growing to an adult form, but Siberian elm is a uh, weedy elm tree that you often see it growing up along uh, foundations and fence lines and things, but often on foundations of buildings. It starts to grow up out of uh, spirea and different plants that are in there, and right away in the spring, late May, early June, it looks like it's dead. It's actually really kind of funny because uh, it has probably dime-sized seeds that have a papery outside on them and the seed is in the middle, but it just gets loaded with them. You get millions and millions of these seeds on every tree and it uh, just has lots of them. And so they spread all over the place and uh, it is not a good, it's not a native tree. It is not a good tree to host anything and it grows really, really fast. So you can look one day and it's not there. <laughs> you go back a week later and it looks like it's been there for years. And uh, so Siberian elm is another one that you want to constantly remove whenever you see it because it gets so many seeds that it spreads everywhere. This is going to be one that kind of hurts for folks. Barberry, Japanese barberry, is a uh, proving to be a really invasive plant in a lot of our native areas in Minnesota. And so barberry is a wonderful landscape plant. I have planted hundreds and hundreds of them all across uh, three different projects I've worked on. And we didn't really know at the time that they were native, that they were invasive plants here in Minnesota, but they are definitely spreading through the 
forested areas. And barberry, they've got thorns on them. They can come in a green variety. They can come in a purple variety. And you often see that purple variety because it's really pretty. And it has a very good mounded kind of arcing shape that is a great plant for landscape use until we found out that it is really invading uh, native areas. And so we want to make sure to pull out barberry. And so a lot of you Maybe thinking to yourself right now, like, why do I need to remove it if there are other ones around there? And what uh, what can we do uh, to um, why should I have to remove my really pretty plant if uh, there are others that have it around you? And so that's a really great question. And what what happens is these things get to uh, become invasive for a couple different reasons. One is that we have a constantly changing climate right now is that we have uh lighter, easier winters. We have bigger, heavier um, rainfalls that some plants that have previously not had good enough root systems to handle those kinds of things are getting washed out. Um, Our climate is changing. And so different plants are reacting that climate change differently than others. Uh, The last one we're going to talk about is one of them that uh, is the most surprising of those. And so with uh, that, even if your neighbors have barberries, you can talk to them and ask them to to remove them. But as things are changing, it is really important that we don't hit a tipping point with these plants. And so we can have, they'll have some sort of pest pressures. They'll have other little things like that, but not very much. But once we get to having too many of these plants around, makes it a lot easier for them to be invading native spaces and forested areas and those kinds of things. So you want to make sure that you are doing your part to remove those. Those are my opinions on it. Um, We'll get to one here in just a second that uh, I kind of mess with those opinions, but we'll, uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll see how that goes. But barberry is definitely one that if you have it in your landscape, you want to remove it because birds will eat those berries and those seeds and they will take them uh, and you will be contributing to the invasion of the plant into our woodlands. Next one is a cork tree. We don't have many cork trees around Minnesota, but it was a widely, widely sold nursery plant for a long time. It's, a, it's an ornamental tree. It stays a little bit smaller, has really cool bark, has great fall color, and all the, oftentimes it's called amber cork, cork tree. So you may or may not have one of those. I doubt it. Another one that is an invasive is black locust. And so it is not, it's native I keep saying native and invasive. I'm uh, mixing those up. I hope you understand where I'm going with this. But black locust is not native to Minnesota. It's native to the south, but it is a very weedy, and it's growing a lot more up here. When I used to live in Chicago, we had black locust everywhere as a weedy, invasive plant. And we didn't have nearly as many of them in Minnesota, but you're starting to see them a lot more. And you notice them mostly in the early spring. They get a flower on them that just smells great. It's a really, really nice-smelling flower. It has... Leaves that are same, similar to honey locusts, but they have the the leaflets are a little bit bigger, as well as the flowers just smell really great. And so they often will be growing on fence lines. You don't run into them on invasively on home properties all that often because they grow pretty slowly and people grab them. But it is a really important one that we don't let go crazy here in Minnesota. So this is the one I most have the the most personal problem with, and that's Norway maples. Norway maples are not native to Minnesota like other types of maples are, and they get just millions of little tiny helicopter seeds that you'll see during the season. But Norway maples, you will most notice Norway maples as the purple-leaved maples that you'll see everywhere. I've got one at my house as well that I put up under, we planted it 
I suppose under duress may be the best word for it. My wife really, really wanted one. We didn't know the extent that Norway maples were invasive at that point, so it's probably 20 years old now. But it's it's a gorgeous, gorgeous tree, but it is incredibly invasive in our woodlands and native areas. And so Norway maple is one that you want to, to avoid planting for sure, uh, and you want to remove it if it's small. But I have a really... I'm conflicted. Uh, I probably shouldn't be conflicted as as serious as I'm being about this, but uh, I don't know the value, the cost benefit value of uh, removing a large established tree for invasive purposes. And I'm going to go back a little bit on what I said before, especially since there are so many of them around. I think that the tree will have more ecosystem services as an adult growing tree than the concern about the invasive part of it. But just make sure to stop planting them. And if you dramatically or even a little bit disagree with that, just go to minnesotagardening.com and use the comments on the uh, the podcast episode. And let me know. I would love to hear your thoughts on that. Maybe we should have a uh, DNR person come on uh, and talk about the cost benefit of removing invasive plants as well. So uh, we'll see how that goes forward. Next one is a tree of heaven that you don't see nearly as much uh, here, but it is a massively invasive plant when you go just a little bit south of Minnesota. So as you tree of heaven, it grows extremely fast. It has leaves that kind of look like sumac and it just goes crazy real fast. So make sure to watch out for tree of heaven. The last two are going to be pretty tough on some folks. There are thousands of Amur maple trees around Minnesota, and they have proven to be extremely invasive, like surprisingly invasive. I was just the other week, I was walking through a park and I saw a ton of of Amur maples that had invaded a woodland area. It was up in Brooklyn Park and it was really bad. And you could see them all because they were bright red and happy. But Amur maples are a, an ornamental maple tree. They have bright red fall color. They are really pretty. They stay 15 to 20 feet tall or so generally, and they have a really nice round shape and they have a multi-stem variety that has a lot of great character, but they also have tons and tons of seeds that are proving to invade native areas. So ornamental trees, I don't have a problem with saying you should probably remove those, but we want to keep going in that direction. So Amur maple is another one that we really want to uh, start pulling back and removing in our landscape. Last one, and you're going to hate me for it. I've been teasing this along the way is burning bush. So burning bush, again, we recording this in early November and burning bushes still are holding on to their just bright red, luminous, gorgeous leaves that they have. They are a really, really wonderful plant for fall color. They're a cool plant for winter interest as well. They got really nice throughout the season. They've got really nice, but they also make millions and millions of seeds and they are just a highly problematic plant that is proving to be it it it's pretty gnarly so i'll i have some pictures on here as well where they just absolutely cover and decimate an entire woodland area where burning bush is starting to just take over and it's a really problematic thing so burning bushes are the next one they definitely do not plant a burning bush i think it's unavailable in minnesota as of next year to plant as a landscape plant so 2025 or 2026 to plant as a landscape plant but if you've got them i had three of them again my wife loves burning bushes she had them beside her front door growing up and they are 
gorgeous plants, but they are highly, highly problematic. So uh, make sure to take those plants out and replace them with some really other, so many other great choices for fall color that you can use. And we should probably do a full episode on that as well as we go into talking about these things. So again, here are your steps. You want to identify your plants that you have on your landscape. You can use a plant ID app. And then the ones that you want to definitely avoid and remove in your landscape are bittersweet, buckthorn it's a no no brainer there because you've all seen what buckthorn does and like amber maples and and burning bush are on the same trajectory barberries as well as doing what buckthorn does so as we clear the buckthorn out of our native areas those will come back in so it's going to be a constant battle and those are starting to get more stubborn as uh, our climate's warming so buckthorn siberian elm is a is a tree that you want to make sure to get rid of barberries cork trees black locust Norway maples, tree of heaven, amber maple, and my friend, burning bush. So those are the things that you need to be looking for on your landscape. I'd love to hear from you as to what you think about this episode and what you think about the different plants and if we should and need to remove them and where all of that is at. So I appreciate your time and appreciate you listening and making sure to, if you like the Minnesota Gardening Podcast episodes, if you'll go and give us a rating and a review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen, that helps other people find them. And so I love that to death. And we'll see you again next week. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Wonderful, wonderful day.